This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you. Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, welcome. Monday edition, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Hopefully everybody survived the weekend with the... uh, Winter weather that we had set in, it will warm back up, as it usually does in Colorado. But Dave joining me from Veteran Windows and Doors, Dave Bancroft. Dave, kind of a reminder this weekend that winter is here. Yes, it was. We may be, you know, some folks may be still waiting for it, but no, it's here. And next weekend is uh, we we fall back, so daylight saving time ends, which means doesn't really change the amount of daylight we have. It's just when we use that daylight, but... You know, it does come into play when we're talking windows and doors and all those different things. And just the simple fact that people are trying to save money, save energy, do the best they can. Um, I am one of these. I would rather buy a product that will save me energy and make my life more comfortable as opposed to just spending it on the energy company. Yes. Is that a good way to say Uh, that? Absolutely. Yeah. No one likes that. You just you feel like you're. I mean, I know we're getting something of value back, but it's not, to me, it's not the same value. No, I, I think it's just to minimize that, that footprint anyway is, is advantageous. Sure, and, and make things, and you say it all the time, just make things more livable for you and your family and all of that. And that's what you do and what you really specialize in. It's not, it's not to you know, put down somebody's current home or their situation. But I think what you're finding and what I've learned from talking to you is there's a lot of folks that don't even know how bad they have things when it comes to the energy loss and some of the draftiness and things that are there. They really don't even know it until somebody like you comes out and takes a peek at things. Yeah, and I think even more so in Colorado, just that heat gain, just with, the you know, our proximity to that sun and our elevation. And that that's, the to me, the biggest thing is that, that solar heat gain is huge. So why, dumb question, why haven't we been doing that all along? Or is it just simply that when most homes are built by bulk builders, you know, we call them track homes, but let's face it, a lot of the country, not just here in Denver, but a lot of the country is filled with track homes. And there's a purpose for that. So I'm not putting any of that down, Dave. It just, it, it's, a, it's a not really a manufactured home per se, but we can they can be repetitive. They build Six models. And, yeah, you can change the fascia and do a few different things here and there, but essentially they're building six models. Anytime you can do repetition, we all know that's how you make a lot more money and things work, and you can afford to do those things. If you do all one-off, you know, custom-type homes, it becomes very expensive, and you're not going to sell as many. So, in general, most people that we're probably even talking to right now live in one of those bulk-produced homes is probably the best way for me to say that. Again, nothing wrong with that, but... There's also things you've seen along the lines to where they may not be doing the best thing for the customer at the end of the day because they're mass producing. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a lot of those builders, they they do get a bulk discount on the windows or doors. So they, they buy a builder-grade product and put it in. And 
um, you know, it really is designed obsolescence. They, they're in a constant state of failure. Think of this, folks. This isn't always the case, but in a lot of cases it is. You go and buy a new car, and that car might have really great tires, and they ride well, they sound well, they'll perform for most of what you're doing, they're ideal. But what we just went through this weekend, are they the most ideal design for what we just went through this weekend on a brand new car that you just spent a boatload of money on? The answer is probably not. Are they adequate, and will they get you from A to B? In most cases, yes. But when it comes to what we just went through, Dave, they may not be best suited for what you and you're doing. I think windows and doors are very much the same way. I I agree, and I I think people don't realize it, but you're paying for windows and doors whether you realize it or not. It's just where do you want that that investment? That's why I said earlier, do you want that money to just sort of flow out the – expense column of your power and you know your gas and light bill each xl energy in the case of most people listening do you want it flowing out there or do you want it flowing into something that's also increasing the value of your home absolutely which is what nicer windows and doors are doing all right talk to us about entry doors that's a big deal as well in fact we were, we watched the ladies from knr home transitions leave a moment ago and i can tell you one of the first things they'll tell you about the sale of your home is what's that entry look like when you first, you know, what's that first impression when you walk up to the house? What does that look like? Yeah, very true. And it does. It definitely increases the market value, the curb appeal, all of that plays into it. Um, But I think just from an efficiency and security level too, when you design the doors the way you should, and I, I always, you know, 80% 80% of the companies out here sell the same door. Okay. It's all uh, Provia is the manufacturer. They make a beautiful door. Um, but I, I recommend people get multiple bids, even if it's for the same thing. Okay. You know, the price disparity is, is considerable. Okay, so when it comes to a front door, let's just talk about that. And again, you, got, you can do all front, sliding, back, you name it. You, you can do the storm doors even that go on those. You name it, you can do it all. What when it comes to the security side of it, that's a bigger thing that most people are now starting to think about that maybe they weren't thinking about before. Talk to us about that end of it. And when you look at a home and you're talking to somebody and you're there and you're talking about the security side of it, what are the things you're looking at and what do you recommend when it comes to certain doors based upon that conversation? No, it, it is a concern and more so today. I mean, you can you can tell in today's world, you know, people are, are a little more aware of their Correct. surroundings and Correct. Um, Way different the, than it was even five years ago. Absolutely. And, and that's your, your main entry door. There are things that you can do to increase the security substantially. Okay. And uh, what we focus on often when there is forced entry into the home, if someone comes and kicks your front door in, it's just that little section of wood frame that splinters in with the hardware. So one you have of the, the best door in the world, but if it's not attached correctly or if it's not sinking into something solid, what difference does it make, right? Exactly. So all of our doors, it's, it's by default. It's inherent across our product line. We put a steel security plate on the back side of that frame where your deadbolt engages. Oh. So that okay. negates the ability for someone to, to just come and kick that door in. Oh. And, That's and huge. Doors have to be tested for all of those things, too. Not only their efficiency, but forced entry. Um, there, there are quite a few pretty rigorous tests that. that they go through. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the okay. American Architectural Manufacturers Association, AMA, they, they have all of their testing. Um, it's actually kind of neat. They, they take a pendulum, a 100-pound pendulum, and they it has to strike the door dead center 40 times without the door giving way. And, uh, wow. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know they did that. I know, Makes sense. It, it does. It's, uh, but that, those are the things I look at is, you know, if, if that really is a concern, 
how can we best prepare you for that? And I assume also, again, I'm just assuming, I'm not you, but where the glass is positioned in the door, is it breakable and then easy access into the deadbolt from, you know, can somebody with their arm reach in? I'm assuming all of those things kind of come into play as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the the glass by code has to be tempered safety glass, which is harder to to get through anyway. Um, But I do have customers, and particularly I actually have one in Idaho Springs at a bear, Oh, um, punched through oh, yeah. and got sure. into her cabin and tore her refrigerator apart, and it was uh, pretty horrific. You really thought, I, yeah, okay, even the wild animal uh, side uh, of yeah. it comes into play. Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, so those are, there are a number of things you can do. You can laminate yeah. the glass. You can you can do different things, but you know, really, it's it's just assessing that that situation and what is particular to that homeowner. How many people? Because I have one, I love it. How many people use a storm door, security uh, type storm door? Security do- storm door, we we actually have quite a few, and we do offer. If you want a storm door, that's you know I don't consider that security as much as, um, but we do offer a product line of um, steel security doors. Okay. So if if someone is really adamant that they want a, a, that extra a true layer. barricade, then okay. then that's the route that that we would go. Okay. So you can do all of that plus sliders plus the windows plus plus plus. And correct. We've talked in the past about when Dave does a window installation especially just what you do flashing wise and all of that dave which again not saying that not throwing not trying to throw any builder or anybody under the bus but uh and here's the other thing folks that, that it may not even be on the builder depends on the installer that day the inspector that may have rolled around that day or two after i mean this again isn't always necessarily the builder themselves or even the site supervisor some things just sort of dave slip through the cracks right Absolutely. And and Colorado is, you know, we're considered high desert. So a lot of these municipalities are, are not overly concerned with water mitigation. I see. And that's something that I'm um, being from the East Coast. You pay a lot of attention to. Well, I'm, I'm used to that. Yeah. And so I've, I want to be able to put in the, the best installation right. that, that we possibly can. So we, we follow a much stricter code than is required. Okay. Dave, how do they get a hold of you? That's the best best question I should say. I should say next is how do they get a hold of you? Well, easiest way is just to call at uh, 303-529-0720. You can also visit our website at www.veteranwindowsdoors.com. And if you miss any of that, go to klzradio.com or even rushtoreason.com. You'll find Dave there as well. Veteran Windows and Doors. Dave, always a joy. Every time we're together, I learn something that I didn't know prior that enables me to even share that with other folks down the road. So thank you. I appreciate that very much. My pleasure. And... uh, and I know you got grandkids and all that, so have a great Halloween tomorrow night. Have a have a ball. Yeah, I get to get them all uh, hyped up there on sugar and then drop right. them off. Have That's a ball, it. Dave. Appreciate <laughs> you very much. Golden Thanks. Eagle Financial is next. Al Smith talking about finances and all of that. Sure, make sure that Al's got y'all dialed in as well as you go down that path and head towards the end of the year also. 303-744-1128. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows that sometimes we don't like to ask for directions. But when it comes to your retirement, you need to know where you're going. Al can build a roadmap of your assets that will help you set goals and milestones to make the most out of your retirement. He's been helping people like you maximize their retirement for decades, and he knows how to avoid wrong turns. He'll help guide you to your destination of a purposeful retirement, even during times of market volatility. Al has seen just about everything you can encounter, from recession to prosperity and everything in between. 
He'll turn your anxiety into confidence by considering every possible contingency and planning around them. Get in touch with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial at klzradio.com money today to set up a no-strings consultation and start planning your roadmap to retirement. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, so we were just talking about the windows and the flashing and all that with Dave from Veteran Windows and Doors. The same is true with your roof. In fact, a lot of that goes hand in hand. Make sure you're dialed in. And Dave Hart, not Bancroft, but Dave Hart from Roof Savers of Colorado can help you with all of that as well. His number, 303-710-6916. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. All right. Is solar right for you? Find out today. Give Alan Davis a call and he'll give you, he'll give a, he'll come out visit. Look, take a peek at your house and find out if it is right. And by the way, he'll explain all of the rebates and how that works as well. 303-378-7537. Alan Davis knows that you value your energy independence. He also knows that you would want to own your personal power production facility if you could. That can happen today with solar panels and a battery system if you need it from Level Engineering. There's great pride in ownership and knowing that no one else can cut off your electricity and keep you from achieving complete energy freedom. KLZ listeners have taken these brave steps working with Allen. The typical benefits include no increase ever in your power bill, no additional bill due to the smart meter the power company has installed, and great savings on your power bill. Usually, only about 25 to 35% of the amount you were going to pay the power company. Most everyone who now has solar is thrilled that they got it, just like some of our KLZ listeners. They love the freedom from the power company that it gives them, and they love the huge tax credit, too. Call Alan Davis for a no-obligation quote. Call 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. Everyone has had a bad experience getting car repairs done, and that's what motivates the team at Extreme Auto Repair. Trust. Extreme wants to build lasting relationships with their clients, so when their ASE master mechanics do inspections, they use a computer program to document the whole process. And if something doesn't seem right, they use a small camera to give you a video of the problem, so you can see for yourself. Extreme Auto Repair is also a pillar in the Parker community. 
having established their shop in 1999 in the same location that they use now. Sean and the staff at Extreme built their business on word of mouth, which says a lot about the confidence they inspire in their customers. Another trust indicator is that a large part of their business is built on repairing professional vehicles, ambulances, vans, and buses that can cause damage or even death if they break down. If ambulance services trust Extreme Auto Repair to maintain their vehicles, you should too. So go to klzradio.com slash extreme to schedule your maintenance, repair, or inspection today. God. Country. Reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason. Uh, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. David Strzweski, make sure I'm saying that correctly, will be joining us here at 3.30. We've had him on before. And uh, always a good guest, by the way. I appreciate him joining us, so we'll talk to him here shortly. Before that, our question of the day answer from Friday is what happened in the North Atlantic on October 30th, 1991 that spawned a best-selling novel and a major motion picture. So that was today in 1991. The motion picture and novel was A Perfect Storm. If you've never seen it, it's actually very entertaining, worth watching, and Based on, now, of course, Hollywood always embellishes, and you don't know a lot of what went on because I think most people today know the ending of the story. They didn't survive what was going on, so you have to, I'm sure they have to embellish some because they don't know every little detail of what happened. But anyways, it's it's actually a good movie worth watching. One of those that you can't watch you know, like over and over and over again every weekend, but still a good story and a good show that you can watch more than once. Okay. I just have to throw this in, and I don't know why, because it really doesn't fit with our next topic, but I'm going to throw it in anyways. I guess just because these things irritate me so much that we live in a day and age that this is even happening, and I really, I don't know why, other than we are just sick and twisted. I have no other way to explain it. A 50-year-old man competes against a 13-year-old girl, girls plural, in swimming competition. So a 50-year-old man was allowed to compete against teenage girls in a regional swimming competition in Canada. Now, it's Canada, not here. And, yeah, they're weirder than us, although we're on our way. After swimming officials said they were simply going with national swimming guidelines, a man named Nicholas Kabita, who goes by Melody Wiseheart. I, I don't know why you changed both names, but I guess to keep people from knowing who you really are, competed against young girls ages 13 through 17 at the Richmond Hill Aquatic Center Fall Classic hosted at the Markham Pan Am Center near Toronto, Canada. He competed against nine other female swimmers, all of whom were 13 or 14 years old. He made a mockery of the girls 13 and over age requirement for the 200-meter competition as he was both the only male competitor and the only swimmer in the entire event over 17 years of age. Organizers of the meet were confronted by reporter David Menzies, who presented a copy of the swimming competition's results after initially denying the men's participation. Administrators admitted fault and agreed that Sapita did actually take part. The event organizer told the reporter that he didn't want to get into a debate on gender. Don't want to talk about gender for me because I don't know because the registration is whatever they enter. That's what the organizer said. This is a 13-year-old girls competition, so the registration is Swimming Canada is Swimming Canada's. He continued, whatever registration is in Swimming Canada for that swimmer, whatever gender, it goes into 
whichever event. Uh, Blaze News spoke to the representative from the Swimming Canada who said in general swimmers can swim as their declared gender. Now, the only other issue that I have with this, or the other issue I have with this, is okay, fine. This old fart wants to swim with young girls, and he's a dude. I don't care that he's a man. or I mean, if it was a 50-year-old woman, why are they allowed to compete against 13 to 17-year-olds? I'm thoroughly confused. So, however, for national competitions, only select athletes that are eligible to compete would be able to be on a national team, says Nathan White, Associate Director of Communications for Swimming Canada. In terms of age restrictions at events, a spokesperson appeared to contradict the local organizer's claim. The organizer of the meet sets the age limits. Swimming Canada provided the registration requirements that stated that a transgender swimmer must meet international federation criteria prior to declaring availability for selection at any national team selection event. In June of 2022, World Aquatics, then known as the International Swimming Federation, or FINA, barred transgender athletes from competing against women in elite events, except under one condition. Transgender swimmers are allowed to compete against women if they, if they have completed their transition by the age of 12. Again, that is already also sick and twisted. Because little boys and little girls shouldn't be doing any of that. I don't think ever, but especially prior to age 12. Another swimming, Canadian swimming organization, Aquatics Canada Aquatics, dumb name, reportedly agreed with the decision despite FINA developing a category specifically for transgender Athletes, the category was closed for just two months after its existence due to zero participants joining the category. Sapita is also reportedly a professor at York University in the psychological department under the moniker of Melody Weishart. So this guy, and I'm saying guy because he is, works at York University in the psychology department. Again, what's wrong with that picture? This psycho, yes, that's what I'm calling him, is now going to teach about psychology, but yet he himself is psychotic. How does that play out, I wonder? And I'm sure I'll get lots of hate email and text messages on this. I go, Shoot at me. I could care less. Go for it. If there's somebody out there that thinks this is a sane thing to do, more power to you. This is a pervert that wants to be around little girls and is going to disguise that under transgenderism and claim to be a female swimmer that, again, is 50 years of age but can compete against children. Canada is really sick and twisted, by the way. Hopefully they'll figure a way out of that sooner than later. Unfortunately, we've got some of this happening in the United States of America as well. And by the way, this is one ugly woman. I mean, it's a dude, but it's an ugly woman to boot. And yes, I just said that, and I don't care. It's a dude trying to be a woman, and he's a dude, and he shouldn't be a woman. And he looks like a dude. He doesn't look like a woman. And yes, I'll say that. I, I don't care. I'm, I'm to the point anymore, I don't care. Somebody has to stand, stand up against this lunacy. It is absolute lunacy, the stuff that we're dealing with. And the fact that there are people willing to go along with it is the other problem. When are people going to have enough and stand up and say, this is it, we're done? Every parent there should have walked out. 
That's what should have happened. Every parent at that org at that organized meet should have just stood up and said, "You know what? We're not doing this. Bye. See ya." Until people start raising cane over this, this garbage is going to continue, and it is absolute garbage. We are being tested, and we're failing. I just I'm going to say that again. We are being tested, and we're failing. Because people are afraid to speak up, say anything, and stand for what's right. And that's not. And I don't care what anybody says. That is not right, period. And yet, we're allowing it. I get it. That's in Canada. It's not here. But it's just a bunch of nonsense. Somebody just said, I wish the crazies were forced to listen to you the way that they are forcing it upon us. Yes, I agree with that, by the way. This is why I homeschool. By the way, thank you for doing that. This is utter craziness, folks. We, we, again, we all collectively have got to start standing up to this and calling out utter nonsense and psychosis when that's what it is. And this is. Again, the sad part of all of this is this particular guy, this dude, is a professor. And, and, and again, I believe he's testing. He did this to see how, you know, how far can he get. That's essentially what he did. And he was allowed to compete. Again, what's wrong with that picture? A lot, in my opinion. All right, we'll be right back. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. If you've got any kind of a plumbing need and something even cropped up over the weekend after the weather and the cold weather we had even this morning, give Hi-Fi a call, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Low water pressure can ruin your day. But high water pressure can damage your fixtures and appliances. And Hi-Fi Plumbing can help you prevent it. High pressure causes water to flow too powerfully through your pipes. So when it comes to the end of a line, it slams into your fixture or appliance, causing damage that potentially voids the warranty on the appliance or fixture. So if you're hearing banging in your pipes that sounds like this, you may have water pressure that's far too high. There are many factors that can affect water pressure, so High 5 installs a device to measure and regulate that pressure, so you're not damaging your toilets, faucets, fridges, or anything else in your home that uses water. For water pressure that's out of control, or even just to find out if it is, call High 5 for that at 1-877-WE-HIGH-5, or go to klzradio.com plumbing, and tell them you're a KLZ listener for $50 off your repair. Michael Bailey Law, he is our mobile estate planner. Make sure you've got things dialed in, and he's filling up for end-of-the-year appointments now, so call him right away, 720-394-6887. Ghosts and ghouls are scary, but mobile estate planner Michael Bailey is a friendly ghost, here to vanquish your fear of the unknown of estate planning. Friendly Ghost Michael knows that leaving your family with no clear-cut plan for your possessions when you pass is a mean trick. Like being left in a dark, spooky forest with no flashlight. They end up lost. Michael will guide you to safety and security by leaving your family with a detailed plan for when you are no longer alive. That takes the scary part out of thinking about your death. Having an updated estate plan gives you the peace of mind of being in control of your assets even while family situations change. Whether it is a change in marital status, a death, birth, and everything or anything else that has changed in your life, 
You need Michael Bailey to make sure your estate plan has it covered. Contact the friendly mobile estate planning ghost, Michael Bailey, today by going to klzradio.com slash Bailey. All right, Dr. Scott Faulkner, if you want somebody that really thinks the way we do, especially on the medical end of things, give Dr. Scott a a call today. He would love to have you as a patient, 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and integrative health care, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. Genesis 1-3 Electric. If you've had some electrical issues crop up, especially here of late, give them a call. They'd love to help you out. Find them at klzradio.com. When Dustin at Genesis 1-3 Electric started his business, he knew how important it was to build a legacy through family values. He saw other companies missing critical components like quality, communication, and most of all, building a respectful and loyal team. If you read any of their 113 five-star reviews on Google, you will see that his family's commitment makes for extremely satisfied customers who have become lifelong patrons of Genesis 1-3 Electric. Dustin and his team take the sting out of a potentially bad situation by partnering with you as an extension of his family, treating you with respect and thoughtfulness. They communicate throughout your appointment with GPS trackers, phone calls, and text messages. And his staff is friendly and accessible for follow-ups as needed. The legacy that Dustin and the team at Genesis 1-3 Electric are leaving is one of faith, family, and a job done right the first time. Reach out to Dustin for your appointment at klzradio.com slash light today. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Thanks for joining us. As I said a few moments ago, CEO of Sound Planning Group, David Strazeski. Welcome back, David. How are you? Hey, pleasure to be here. Doing great. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, Talk to us about what's going on in the markets. We saw some things. I mean, this morning it was getting kind of crazy. Then the way it settled out, I think Dow was up 500 points. Oil prices are down, which is not what a lot of people predicted. Talk to us. Yeah. Well, you know, so we're we're kind of in this in-between place right now. You know, there's a a lot of numbers that have still been holding up, quote-unquote, because, uh, you know, ultimately statistics can lie depending on how you tell the story. Um, and, and so, you know, the market is convinced right now that Powell's doing a great job. Uh, the U.S. dollars at uh, this, this, this high uh, right now, which, by the way, if we understand CPI real quick, uh, it's priced in U.S. dollars. So if the U.S. dollar goes high, that's actually doing most of the work of Powell. Uh, but uh, I don't think that we have a strong 
uh, you know, finish here to, to Q4, uh, especially leading into uh, the first quarter here of this yep. next year, as we're looking at, you know, um, uh, all the uh, credit card debt that's going on right now. I agree Average, with you on that. Uh, and, on that and, and not only that, David, I think, you know, I think there's also a lot of, I mean, we hear the White House running around touting that, you know, I was watching a little bit of 60 Minutes last night. I have no idea why. I happened to be on after the football game, so I watched a few minutes of it. They were interviewing our vice president, and, you know, she's talking about how many jobs have been created and this, that, and the other. And I'm thinking, first of all, you guys haven't created anything. People have come back to work after COVID that were actually shut down during that. You haven't created any manufacturing jobs to speak of. There may be a little bit in the semiconductor world, David, but really in the end, not much of anything. These are just people that have finally gotten back to work. In my opinion, there's a lot of fluff in the marketplace. Am I wrong? You're, you're, you're spot on. In fact, I think the United, the United States is probably in its weakest fiscal position that we've been in since World War II. And, uh, and and that puts us in a very, very uh, tenuous point. You know, like, I, I'm not even sure really what Bidenomics is other than we've printed and spent. Yes. And uh, it's continued and continued. And that's ultimately what's been propping up the market. I mean, just even Tesla stock, you know, is is as a result of so many people buying it because they're getting $7,500 rebates. Correct. So if that rebate wasn't there, I, I doubt that the, the, the purchasing uh, would be at those at those same places. And, so, and, and, uh, and by the way, you I agree with you. Again, I have no vendetta. I'm a car guy, so I have no vendettas against anyone, especially a U.S. company that's making cars here in the U.S., which, by the way, is made more of than probably most other cars that are, quote-unquote, American companies, Ford and GM included. But, you know, with that all being said, David, I've said for years that Tesla stock, by the way, is way overinflated. The speculators on what that's going to do down the road and how many, you know, he's going to sell. I think they're banking on something that I, as a car guy, I frankly, David, just don't ever see that happening. If you want to own Tesla stock, more power to you. A lot of people have made a lot of money on it, so I, and I'm not one of them, David, so maybe I've been the guy that's been out and I've been wrong, but I just don't see that thing holding up long term. I'm sorry. And I know it has for several years now, but I just don't see it doing this a decade from now. Yeah, you know, it, it comes down to uh, a lot of uh, the technology that we have. And so, you know, a lot of people are, are excited about the tech that's that's inside of these cars. I mean, zero to 60 in three seconds. Correct. I mean, these are things that you dream about as a kid. That's you know, right. Like to be in a car that quick. And so it's 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 a, it's available now. So what we're seeing is, is a lot of the, the haves and the have nots uh, kind of separating. Here. That's right. And that's so right. Those who have money Spot on. Uh, are are able to, you know, buy those nice things. And so some of those luxury items are continuing to, uh, to, to sell, and, yep. and they've been going well because, guess what, PPP loans came out, uh, you know, the, the ERC loans now uh, for keeping employees. And so a lot of business owners had additional cash that was just, you know, put in their pocket, and, you know, they've done something with it. Right. And, and David, and by the way, I, to dovetail into what you're talking yeah. about, I had this conversation with one of my clients today, you know, coaching on the business side, but having a conversation with one of my clients today along these lines. And the reality is we're making the chasm between the haves and the have-nots even bigger than it's ever been. And to your point a moment ago, it's just something about those that have, even in a downtime, figure out how to have more at the end of the day while everybody else gets hurt. Am I right? Yeah, you are. And, and, I, and I'm not criticizing. By the way, David, that's not a criticism of those people. They're very smart. They're very wise. They didn't get there in a lot of cases by, unless they inherited it, they worked really hard to get there. I, I'm not complaining, and that's not a shot at them by any means, but the current administration is helping them create even more of that chasm, is my point. Yeah, you, no, you nailed it. And, and, and really what's happened here is that the print and spend politics 
uh, that's going on right now. Uh, actually, let me just do a, a little bit here with math uh, for a second. Sure. We're all aware of the fact that we got, you know, $33.7 trillion in debt, and that's a, been a problem, right? So right. Um, if we actually look at the four largest expenses that we have uh, as a nation, that would be Social Security, right. Medicare, uh, what we are spending in defense, and what uh, it costs for us to service our debt is now at higher interest yep. rates. And, and we got to pay, you know, That's bigger right. fees. So the point right now is that we have 10,000 baby boomers turning 65 every day uh, that are aging into the Medicare system, the Social Security system as well, has this massive uh, flux that's going in. But if you just net out, you know, we're looking at for net costs here. Okay. Um, if you net out what the U.S. owes, it's about $26 trillion. But if you look at just Social Security and Medicare, which are not accounted in that figure uh, because they are right. off the balance sheets right. liabilities, right. Uh, they're worth $120 trillion right now. So here we have $146 trillion in debt, and we're servicing it with an income, our tax revenue, that's about $2 trillion in deficit on an annualized basis. Don't try that at home. This yeah, it doesn't work. work. No, no, I, I've, tried, I've explained this. As best I can, you know, as far as what we're doing with even the wars we're supporting and so on. And, David, we are a family on a block that is so borrowed to the hilt that people are still coming to them for help. And we're borrowing more money to go help others when, in fact, we can't even help ourselves. That's us as a country. Bingo. And and here's what we're having to do right now that's really shifted. You know, we all know interest rates rose, and it's because of printing, by the way. Right. Milton that's Freeman, right. That is exactly. Can yep. YouTube yep. That, You're right. Figure it out. You print. Goes up. There's, there's no, well, uh, and, and uh, I say this all the time. I want to make sure people hear me when I say this, and, and you'll agree with me. There's only one entity that creates inflation. It's called the government. Mm-hmm. That's it. Exactly right. And there's nothing else, folks out there listening, that creates inflation besides government. They do it by what you just said, David. That's right. And so we're having to print about 22 billion of new treasuries daily. So the supply is high. Yep. And we just need to understand basic supply and demand. If the sellers want to sell more and the buyers want to buy, the price goes up. That's right. In this case, that means that. It works like an inverse relationship of the seesaw. So if, if, if the interest rates go up, the value of our bonds go down that we held previous to this. And so what's taking place right now is that uh, we have the Federal Reserve having to print and print and print and sell and sell and sell. But China's not buying uh, our debt like they used to. Japan's not buying our debt like they used to. Uh, the U.S. government's not buying our debt like they used to. So the demand is going down. So that means that the price goes higher. So when we see these higher numbers, it's because there's less buyers coming to the table to buy our... Yeah, you have to raise the price to entice them debt. to buy, right? That's it. That's it. So I mean, we this just isn't that complicated, right? I mean, sorry. It's, if, if a bank wants you and I to put my or your money into that bank, and Bank A gives us a 4% rate of return, but we can go to Bank B and get 5%, where do you think we're going? <laughs> exactly. Well, and right now, it's, it's, it's Bank A is going to try to pay you 4%, but they, they're locked in on 3% interest rate on in everyone's mortgage, which is really their, their assets. Their assets are our liabilities. The true. inverse relationship is there. Uh, but, uh, but what's happening right now is that you, know, y- you have the, uh, uh, these, these bonds that are getting put out there. And I'm just going to say this. You know, the average investor today is being told, hey, if you want to be more conservative and you're concerned about where we're going, how some of these things are going, well, then you need to allocate more of a percentage to bonds in your portfolio. And here's why I believe that that's going to get a lot of people in trouble. I think that's going to get a lot of people in trouble because they don't understand that bonds are actually debt instruments. And so if a company is not able to pay back their debt, they right. file Chapter 11 because they can those, no and longer, those bonds are worthless. You know, get credit. 
their bonds are worthless. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we, so we've got all these banks. Okay, so I really uh, quick, I, but going back really quick before we move on, I have a question that I, no one, I've never heard anybody talk about this. And, and maybe I'm way off in my thought process, and this is why no one speaks of it. I am not a Wall Street guy. I'm a guy that David never went to college. I've learned all this by the School of Hard Knocks. I've owned businesses since I was 22. I just, I've just learned it. I've really never had anybody teach me. So if I'm way off base here, you're not going to hurt my feelings by saying, John, you're just way off base and it doesn't work that way. But one thing that I've been wondering about, you just talked a moment ago about banks and all of these folks that are holding the 3% mortgages, which we also know are front-loaded on interest. So bear with me here, everybody. They're front-loaded on interest, which means they're making a lot more interest or a lot more money on that interest in the first, say, 10 to 12 years of that loan than they are down the road. So, David, my question is, as those loans get further down the road and the interest that they're now making starts becoming less and less and less, yet they've got that same amount of money and capital out on said loan, doesn't it get to a point to where they have to start saying, wait a minute, time out. We're not making the interest we once were. You know, David looks like he's going to keep his mortgage all 30 years and we're going to get screwed because he's not refinancing that thing. When does that come to roost is my question. Am I, and am I wrong in my thought process? You, you've absolutely nailed it. And, uh, you know, yeah, so you, you pay more on your interest in the early t- part of the amortization schedule. And so, uh, yeah, the banks are looking okay right now. I'll be honest to, to say this. Um, you know, this started all in March as far as the banking crisis goes. And, and, it, and it actually comes back to their issues are that they put a lot of money in long-dated bonds, and then they're able to leverage out uh, 90 cents on every dollar right. that they keep. So they only have to keep 10%. That's right. And so here's, here's all these loans that have been made. Yes, they're making great uh, cash flow right now. And I think banks are really hoping, like a lot of others today, uh, that interest rates are going to come down. The Fed's going to pivot. Well, here, here's something that we don't want to hold our breath about. Uh, and that is the Fed told us that they were going to pivot in July this last year. And then, and then what ended up happening is we got to July and they said, yeah, we're not even going to have a recession. We're taking that off the table right now. Um, I'm sorry, what changed? Right. Uh, you know, right. the uh, things continually are getting worse right now uh, as far as uh, what, what I can uh, particularly see. Uh, but, but, but these banks right now are having a very difficult time keeping money even in, on the books for additional leveraging, additional Correct. lending. Correct. If, if the Treasury is paying such a high rate and they, they don't even have an FDIC limit of 250000 like a bank does, you know, the, the Treasury looks way more attractive. And so uh, these banks are going to have a very difficult time. And so this whole crisis began in March. And, uh, you know, that means that we're about seven months into it. It took 18 months last time to see the peak to trough in, in, in the banking uh, with the last ones washing out. And, if you know, if you look at different people out there and things that they're saying, like uh, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful mm-hmm. from Shark Tank, uh, he, you know, he, he's of the belief that, you know, we've got about 4,000 banks right now in the U.S. He thinks we're going to get down to less than 1,000. See, and I, this is where I'm going to disagree with him, and I know Kevin's a really, really sharp guy. I predict, sure. and again, I want to get your feelings on this, because this yeah. is just little old me. I have no stake in this, really, in, my, in much ways other than just, again, living a day-to-day life in the American dream and, and owning businesses and so on. So in a way, if everything crashes, David, it affects all of us, you and I included. But where I'm going with this is, in my prediction, why I think Kevin is wrong, I think the Fed will not have any choice— But at some point, even though they know the byproduct is going to be higher inflation, they're not going to have any – and again, it only create inflation because they're printing more money off of everything else we we already just said. But on top Mm -hmm. of all of that, 
I don't think they have any choice but to get rates back down, at least on mortgages, and trying to get a target of 45 to 5%, because if they don't, nobody recasts any of those loans, and then that problem exacerbates. Uh, I've been saying the exact same thing for years. The best answer that I have for you is that I think we're going to have to go out and extend our duration to 40 years, 50 years. I mean, Japan has 100-year loans, so multi-generational loans. Um, I think that's probably the way that they're mm. going to have to go do it um, because, uh, you know, you can have a higher rate and get the, get the price down uh, as far as what your monthly cost right. would be if right. you can extend the duration out. Uh, the banks, though, are going to have issues because – uh, you know, a lot of a lot of the assets that they have, let's just even say commercial loans, business loans, mm-hmm. those tend to have five to seven year duration Correct. to them. Correct. Okay. That's a that's a big problem. Why? Because we got all this debt coming home to roost right now and they either have to be paid off and satisfied or they've got to recast them. So that's right. That's right. You, you, you go to recast today. And uh, I was talking to someone uh, two weeks ago. He owns a, a small uh, size company that's publicly traded, a mid-sized company. He says 50% of his revenue now is going to servicing debt where it was not previously. Right. And so that's margin compression. And so the, the whole reason why we own stocks is, is that we hope that they make money. We hope that they're profitable. They're, the, the demand has been curbed because the, uh, the, the, the interest rate is so high. And so we are going to need to see some adjustments here in either duration or those rate numbers. I just don't think that the Fed's going to drop rates early because they're afraid of making the, the Paul Volcker mistake that he made in mm. the 70s, mm. which just caused the interest rates to go crazy out of control. So I think they're going to be right. higher for longer. You could be, you could be right. And again, I, I just think eventually... Doing something. No, and I, and, I, and I don't disagree with you. I think you're probably correct in that. I just think eventually to keep... That 4,000 bank collapse, as Kevin O'Leary, maybe not collapse, but reduction in banks, to keep that from happening, I think the the feds at some point have to say, wait a minute, guys, we've got to get this to where, you know, David and John and Charlie, where they've got a 30-year mortgage at 3%, but maybe they've been thinking about moving. We've got to entice them to get back into the game, recast a loan or refinance or, you know, consolidate some debt, uh, move, do whatever the case may be. Or, you know, you got first-time buyers and all of this as well, David. So I personally don't think it's some point in time, I don't see them having any choice. I think you're right. I think I think the middle class, very specifically, has a significant portion of their wealth locked up in their you're correct uh, in their homes. You're correct. And so our our housing industry is is actually one of the most important factors in our economy, and it's what's called a lagging indicator. Mm-hmm. So if housing is doing bad, that's a lagging indicator yep. of the economy. That's when right. It starts doing good. That's a bullish moment where you say, "Shoot, housing's doing great right now. Let's go in yep. because." That means it's going to lift all yep. other ships and, and, and parts of the economy. And, the, and right, right now, the biggest areas. reason housing isn't bad is because the Fed didn't count on you and I and others not moving away from that 3% mortgage. They didn't count on that, by the way. That's my, that's my oh, feeling. My. No, uh, not at all. And well, what they did, though, is they bailed out those, those banks that have made those you know, purchased the long-dated treasuries when, yep. you know, back when everyone was, was hearing right. that, hey, this is transitory, transitory, that's right. transitory. Powell's 18 months late to show up to the party. So Yeah, we were all the way back in early 2020, David. With the, you know, us in this program, we were talking about how there is no such thing as transitory. Inflation is coming. Get ready. Get prepared. And we were spot on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one thing that, that people are not talking about as well is, is the BRICS. You know, we were talking about it maybe coming into the summer. Right. Now people sort of forgot. But on, uh, I think it was August the 24th, uh, the BRICS just inducted six additional nations, uh, which go into effect on January the 1st. 
Saudi Arabia being one of the most important ones there. Why? Because now Russia and Saudi Arabia, the two other large oil producers, they are in lockstep on this thing, and they're looking at bringing out another uh, national currency for settling trades, not for you know transacting and buying eggs and milk at the grocery mm-hmm. store in, in, in Russia or China or India or whatever, but to settle trades uh, between one another. They're likely going to link it to the gold uh, standard, but uh, that's going to mean that the U.S. has to still continue to make the value of gold, you know, be be the right price. And so if we can't do a good job with that, the price of gold goes up right, and right. they end up, you know, having a lot more value. Good in different point. Things. But that all ends. The petrodollar ends essentially uh, on January 1st, which is the 50th year since Nixon uh, negotiated that deal with with Saudis to get OPEC involved uh, in 1974. So it's almost we like, hey, we fulfilled 50 well, years. Well, we shall see. And again, we'll keep having you back. We shall see. David, how do folks find you, by the way? Uh, Sound Planning Group, how do they find you? Yeah, uh, located in uh, Washington State. Website is myspg.com. On there, I've got a number of different resources and things that are that are out there. You can YouTube my name, find a lot of different things that I share on a regular basis. But uh, awesome. it's a, definitely an honor to be able to communicate and connect with you and, uh, and your audience. Well, here we today. appreciate it. We, we think a lot alike. I appreciate it very much, David. We'll keep having you back and just see how things develop. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day, and appreciate him taking time out of his day to join us. Kane, our home transitions, I said earlier, where I saw the ladies here right before we came on air, and they're going to join me next Monday, by the way, so we'll get a chance to talk to them and get an update on some of what we're talking about a moment ago with David as well. But if you have any questions for K&R, give them a call today. It's easy to get a hold of them. Just go to, K- go to klzradio.com and look for K&R there. You've inherited a home, and you know now you're not going to keep it. But you don't know where to start. Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions are here to successfully walk you through it. They have a keen eye for what will make a house sell, and they work exceptionally hard until your inherited home is sold for the highest price possible and as quickly as possible. Inherited homes often need cleaning and decluttering, holding estate sales, helping with moving logistics, landscaping, and more. K&R know how to get everything done with their huge network. From legal and financial contacts to contractors and photographers, they have the connections. And Cat and Robin's hard work speaks to their diligence as well. They proactively engage with other agents who have shown your home in the past so they can obtain vital feedback about what people say about your home. You must contact Catherine and Robin to get your inherited home sold. Just go to klzradio.com slash home or call 720-437-8210. Premier Home Remodels. I've been actually texting Wade back and forth over the weekend on some things. So whatever you need when it comes to your remodel project, give them a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. Premier Home Remodels will bring your outdated, empty nester home into the 21st century. Your children have moved out and you're ready to give a facelift to your impractical bathroom, turning it into a beautiful and complete master suite. Your original tile and 70s bathtub are out of date, and it's time to create the space you have always dreamed of. You want something more functional and enjoyable, and Premier will help you achieve this. Soaking in that new spacious tub will take away your stress of the day, and Premier knows the longer you wait to remodel, the more costly the remodel will be down the road, as costs are only going to increase. Premier's expert design team communicates with you throughout the entire process and works within your budget while completing your perfect master suite, making it your own. 
Don't wait to remodel your bathroom. Do it now with Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. All right, Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. And don't forget, if you've had a problem over the weekend with your furnace, give them a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. Firing up your furnace for the first time this season can reveal problems. And Cub Creek Heating and AC wants you to be prepared for the winter. The Ream Heating and Air Certified Pro Partners at Cub Creek know that a bad filter can overheat your furnace, especially when you first turn it on. A dirty filter or other components can cause a dusty home, respiratory issues, and the dirt can cause mechanical and electrical elements to fail. Dirty or damaged components can lead to serious failures that turn a $200 fix into a $2,000 one. When you schedule the team at Cub Creek to tune up your furnace, you get a 30-point inspection, including mechanical, electrical, filter changes, pressure checks, and more. And if you become a Cub Creek member, you can save money, and Cub Creek will ensure your system is always ready. Reach out to the passionate HVAC experts at Cub Creek to service your furnace by going to klzradio.com slash HVAC today. All right, for all of your insurance needs, home, auto, you name it, my good friend Paul Lohenberger can help you with that. He'll review what you have going on and let you know how you can save money. 303-662-0789. Paul Lewinberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Got about a minute or so left. Bob, go ahead. I got about four items that are real quick. Uh, first thing, uh, there's going to be confiscation. It's already been hinted at with uh, taxes on unrealized gains. That's number one. Uh, yeah, it's never that one's never going to fly, Bob. Well, they've talked hinted. about it. It's never going to fly. They, they, well, the, the left keeps talking about that. There's no way that's ever happening. Well, look, look, I've seen things that never happened before either. Yeah, that one. That one. Mark my words. That one ain't happening. Well, okay. On the real too, too many, too many politicians have their finger in that pot. It ain't going to happen. Okay. The next uh, thing is the European style is multi generational mortgages. They go up to as, as much as a hundred years. That one would not well, surprise me. The next thing is long term leases, and and the best example is Hawaii. You know, it was only recently that you could own property in Hawaii. You could only get a ninety nine year lease. You could build anything you wanted on top of it. But after ninety nine years. It went back to the original owner. Okay, the other one is going to be participation loans on houses. The lenders have, for a long time, uh, 
loaned out money and seeing the owners get reap all the benefits of the appreciation and there's going to be participation loans. We'll loan you a dollar, but yeah, we and we and there's already you know. There's already byproducts of that, as you know, not necessarily a mortgage, but there's byproducts of that already out there. So, yeah, that one I could see coming along as well. Okay, those are the items I have. Yeah, that, that one, I that, that la- the first one, eh, I don't know that that one's ever going to happen, Bob. The left keeps talking about it. I just don't see that one really ever happening because, number one, it's a very arbitrary number. It's what they're trying to go after Trump for right now on some of the documents he filled out for banks on what values are. It's so subjective. I just don't see that one ever happening. The, the latter two, um, I'm probably in – how old are you, Bob? Uh, 73. Probably in my lifetime for sure, maybe yours. Yeah. Well, uh, the other thing is, uh, the other thing that's been hinted at is uh, a tax on every stock transaction. That one, I, that every, one wouldn't shock me. That I could see that one happening. Yeah, that would that yeah. would be. I could see them trying that. Yeah. Which again, problem though is you still got the Pelosi's of the world with their hands in that all the time too, Bob. So they got to get around that one. But Bob, no, I can agree with the latter parts of those. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Hour two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's afternoon rush. KLZ five sixty.